0: to down miffed. to dunk. yeah. Um, miffed and peeved. Miffed and peeved. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be miffed and peeved. Miffed. Don't be miffed and peeved. <laughs> <laughs> I hate
1: something for that world. It's a real world. It's a real, real, real.
0: one. a real one. I don't <laughs> use it, but it's <laughs> Not
1: real. in your volcano? Down to dunk. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Right. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk.
0: Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schleck. We are part of CLNS Media, also DailyThunder.com, and featured on Dash Radio, 5 o'clock Central Time. And today's show is brought to you by Grady Carter, Metro Brokers of Oklahoma. Grady wants to be your homeboy, and you can contact him, homeboyok.com, homeboyok on social media platforms. You're going to want to contact Grady you're trying to sell your home. I know some of you are trying to sell your home in the Oklahoma City area. You're not having any luck. Your guy is going to be Grady Carter. Contact him today. He's a GRI designee. He knows everything that anyone would need to know about buying or selling a home. And he knows the Oklahoma City market very, very well. And he's just an incredible person. So please contact him today at homeboyok.com or on any social media platform. On the line with me is my good friend Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? Good morning. It's snowing. <laughs> oh, it's so icy here in Oklahoma City. I, I had to run to Home Depot last night to get something for my washing machine and I freaking <laughs> slipped and fell right on my butt running out to, to my truck. <laughs> oh boy that sounds, that sounds like an upcoming preview of miffed and peeved <laughs> well uh, to give you a little taste my neighbor was driving by right as i slipped and fell <laughs> is, just, just wonderful i, I feel like 80 uh, percent of your miffed and peeves
1: have something to do with an appliance in your home yes
0: that's so true uh, they're they're all at like that like eight seven or eight year old age it's just like yeah oh, it's not good it's not good, Alex. Uh, the Thunder are heading into the second part of their season. Uh, they are currently uh, 33 and twenty-six, fifth in the West, although like three through nine is completely jumbled. And so it'll be a really interesting race in the Western Conference to... In the season, but according to Basketball Reference, the Thunder are top ten in both offensive and defensive rating, eighth in offense, seventh in defense. Uh, this, is a, this is a pretty good team, but I have some, I have some questions that we're going to go through, Alex. Today we're going to have some questions. We'll start with we'll do this week in Thunder history. Alex has a game, and then we will uh, talk through some uh, Twitter questions. So, my first question, Alex: mm. True or false? The Thunder would be better off starting Patrick Patterson and bringing Mello off the bench as a six man. Uh true. I think yeah, doesn't um, that sound it just whenever I wrote it out I was like, "Oh, man, that sounds great." <laughs> yeah, it does sound good. Uh it never happened. No, I mean, we can't we can't talk about this as a possibility, but I just wonder this this won't happen, but I just wonder if Billy will lean more on Patterson um, in this second Uh-oh. part of the season. I don't I don't think that he will, uh, but I just wonder if the team would be better for it because uh, Patterson his minutes have been so up and down, right. and you know he's some people would say they're disappointed in the season he's having, um, but I still think he's been real helpful to this team and i just wonder if he's a guy out there he's low usage he's a great passer he plays hard Uh, i just wonder if he'll want to play a guy like that more and i I feel like he needs more of a shot to play steven adams and then certainly with russ and paul Uh, and i know that leaves mellow out and he's paid a ton of money and he's like the as far as like leadership goes in the locker room like he's one of the top guys no question and so uh you don't want to lose Mello. i totally get that and you know a part of balancing minutes and roles is you don't want to lose guys and he could play patrick patterson 10 minutes a game from now through the playoffs and he's not going to lose patrick patterson but if you do right. that to mellow who knows but i do think that they the thunder would benefit from them almost sharing time at the power forward yeah and you know he could even
1: do something if he just took out mellow earlier in the first quarter Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: because we've seen most of the year the mellow bench units are much have been much better than the paul george bench units yep so there's some argument just to have Mello get more time with the second unit anyways, and then you could find more time for Patterson in the first unit. It's almost like Billy forgot that uh, both ESPN and CBS had Patrick Patterson ranked as a top 100 player
0: <laughs> in, in their highly scientific rankings before the season. That's right. I mean, he clearly favors Jeremy Grant over Yeah, he Patterson. does. And that's something that's a sentence that i thought that i would not be saying in february 2018 and to jeremy's credit like he's been good like this past month he's been he's been really good and my question really through the first part of january was is jeremy grant good and my answer then was no i don't think he's very good uh but something happened and he learned how to pass and he's finishing at the rim and he just remains super aggressive and is a guy that can close with this with the with the starters. And so, I think his versatility cert- certainly is the reason that we've seen more of him because he ha- he can steal minutes at the threesome. And you know Patterson really isn't even a center who really can't even play center minutes. He's really that one position. And if you look at Mello, Mello has not played a single minute a small forward. And maybe that's one of the things that's limiting uh, Patterson's minutes is that Mellow can't play the three at all anymore, and, right. the, and the Thunder won't play him there. And that's, I mean, that's certainly one of the limiting factors for for Patterson because they're both like strictly fours. Because anytime Patterson tries to play the five, it typically doesn't go well.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking at their overall minutes right now. So Mellow's at thirty two point three. Uh, jeremy grant's at 20.7 and patrick patterson's at 15.3 yeah it feels it feels like patterson should at least be up in like the 20 minute per game range
0: yeah yeah if you played 20 minutes a game i mean just knock mellow down to like 27 28 minutes yeah. per game and it'd be good for him it'd be good for him it would yeah you he's, could got, get, he's got the old bones that's right the old bones need some rest uh, i'll be i'll be interested to see how mellow does after the all-star break yeah, well, he said he was he was going to turn it up. It's going to turn it on, man. <laughs> He's going to flip the switch. <laughs> I hope that doesn't mean like I'm going back to my New York roots. Yeah, <laughs> throw me the ball in the post. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, next question: True or false, the Thunder uh, will not exceed last season's win total of 47?
1: Okay, so they're at. Thirty-three right now.
0: Yeah.
1: do you, Do you happen Do you know off the top of your head how many games are left? Twenty-three. Twenty-three. No, yeah, I'm saying false. Yeah. Good. So, the, uh, why are you making me do? <laughs> math at five forty-five a.m. Okay, so that would be that you you said exceed. Mm-hmm. So, that, so they said to get to forty-eight. So that would be fifteen more wins. Out of 23 games, so they have to go 15 and 8. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that could happen. Um, I saw that thing Fred retweeted yesterday, just the, like the remaining strength of schedule.
0: Yeah. OKC, okay, I think, was second behind uh, San Antonio. Here, here's my thing with strength of schedule that doesn't freaking matter with the Thunder. <laughs> I guess that's true. It's the Thunder so have lost to all the bad teams. <laughs> yeah they have a worse record against bad teams than they're doing against good teams strength of schedule is something you should not look at with a thunder like i just don't understand people looking at it like ah strength of schedule like actually that might help the thunder like they might play better if they <laughs> if we're playing right. better teams so if they have a better strength of schedule wonderful they're not playing all these awful teams and losing to them like they did earlier this season so i i'm not a fan of that argument for for this particular team, because they need motivation. They need some kind of, some type of external motivator to get them playing at the top of their game. So, and maybe, maybe you just write that on the board, strength, schedule guys, seven, let's (laughs) let's go out there. Let's play.
1: (laughs) I, I mean, if they go, I could actually see it. If they go on a run in these like next two weeks, yeah. Um, then they could basically play like a little bit above 500, in the difficult stretch mm-hmm. and they could get there but they they have to beat these teams i mean like they have to yeah they do like their next five games they have to go four and one like kings warriors magic mavericks sons
0: yeah you have to win you have to win yeah four out of, you have to win four out of four out of yeah. five you have to yeah so, if, if so they want. maybe
1: but i'll say false for right now
0: okay uh True or false Josh Hustis should start at the two guard?
1: Um I say
0: mm, True. Yeah, I think so too. What's your think, what's your reason?
1: Uh, uh mainly because we've already seen how well they play uh with the defensive <laughs> three and D type or just the this just the D type yeah, right. <laughs> in the shooting guard spot yeah and I think that Josh Eustace is the best analog that we have on the team um, for Robertson because we didn't draft uh, OG. OG yeah um, so I think that that uh, that combination of players we already know that kind of works and we've seen it work against the Warriors specifically so I would rather just go with that and let that starting unit get a lot more time together. Cause I think how many games has Josh started so far? I was just looking at this. I think he's only started, he started three games. Yeah. I was going to say it's not very many. Yeah. So if they're going to do it, they got to do it so that he can get a lot more time with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. There, there's still something weird about Josh and this team in general. And so, I don't like it. Something's fishy. Something's fishy. I would be a little surprised if he does, but I think he should. Um, punishing him. Why are they punishing him? I don't know. Uh, currently on the season, um, Abrinas with the starters has been better um, than Hustis with the starters, um, which doesn't seem right, uh, but it right. is uh let's go to the and also alex sabrinas <clears throat> clearly has a a future with this team where josh that's more of a question mark and so right. you just wonder if the thunder will take a longer view and say you know what let's give alex these more developmental minutes and play him alongside the best players and let's see if we can get him on track defensively. And I I would like, maybe I would like to see the Thunder do that with a guy because they typically try to take a defensive guy and try to fit them in the offense and see if they can make it work with Robertson, with Cephalosha, with Houston, those few games. But they've never really tried to take a guard that is a lights out shooter and teach them defense and make them passable on that end. And so, you know, Jeff Van Gundy said a few years ago that it's much easier to take a guy that can shoot it and teach them to defend than it is a guy that can defend and teach them to shoot it. And so, I just wonder if this last these last twenty three games, if they're like, all right, Alex Brinus, we want to play you in the playoffs uh, and be able to rely on you. And so let's let's slot you in there and let's see if we can, you know, teach you our defensive scheme and and make you a part of that starting unit. I just i don't know the thunder have never done it so i kind of i ultimately think they will have a a buyout guy and that's my next question is the will the thunder get a buyout guy that will help true or false well
1: one more thing on the on the starting shooting guard we're going to find out something in these next two weeks because they play with the warriors and the rockets right and as much as i agree with everything you said I really want to see if Billy's willing to start a against either the Warriors and or the Rockets. Oh man.
0: Yeah. That's terrifying.
1: Yeah, it is. And he didn't do it the first, you know, the last time they played the Warriors when he had that option. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see, you would think he would play Houston against those two teams. And if those are the two teams that you're most looking forward to in the playoffs or that you'd be most likely to play if you advanced, I think you just have to give the minutes to Houston. In terms of a buyout guy, will they get
0: what was your exact wording? Did you say meaningful? Someone that will help. (laughs) Something that will, what qualifies as help? I don't know, man. (laughs) Just someone that can be in the, in the, a part of an eight man rotation. Basically, Um, someone that will boot Houston out of the rotation. Oh, well, (laughs) actually, yeah. Uh, I, yeah because i think if
1: they did get like tony allen they they would use that as an excuse to just not play Houston.
0: oh yeah it, it would be classic thunder Houston yeah. <laughs> story for them to <laughs> just say well we got a 36 year old tony allen now we're not going to play our first round pick from three years <laughs> ago <laughs> right uh okay tell me this would you choose one of these guys tony allen amon shumpert or vince carter Oh yeah, do do they think that Schumpert might get bought out? I don't know. Something that John Hamm said yesterday. Hmm. Um, on his DailyThunder.com dot com article that you should go read right now. You should go <laughs> read it. It's on there. <laughs> you want me to read it while I'm talking to you? No, I'm talking to our listeners. Oh, okay.
1: Um, man, I'm really tempted to say on Schumpert because that would be uh pretty cool in my head. But I, I'm also feel like I'm thinking about amon shumpert from like five years ago
0: yeah i need to i'm
1: I'm looking at at his well you know last year he shot uh 36 from three
0: Mm -hmm. solid well and sam has had been after him before and so i don't know if he'll get a buyout or not um it would surprise me like if i'm it might be easier to see like a shumpert get bought out than even vince carter because I right. think the Kings do value Vince's veteran leadership on that team. And they paid him in the offseason. And, I mean, Shumpert's basically a salary dump there. And you, you have to think that if
1: Sam thought that Tony Allen was the answer, he would have already signed him.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because he's, he's just sitting at home. Right. So, so
1: he he's obviously waiting to see if, like, anything else comes along. Yeah. And I think if it was Shumpert, Yeah. I mean, he's he's obviously he's almost a decade younger.
0: Yeah, he's nine years younger uh, and he's a guy that if he is OK here, he's be easily resigned and a guy that you could bring back real cheap because I mean, no one who's paying him on Shumpert this summer. Uh, right. He is shooting 25 percent from the corners this season mm. in 14 games. Is he healthy?
1: Uh, he is not he is battling plantar fasciitis in his left foot and there is no timetable
0: for recovery yeah that's great well I like like the idea though yeah the idea of it is good he's a career 34% from three which is fine yeah um, he's also a career 76% from the free throw line which is almost twice as good as Andre Robertson so (laughs) I think their local radio would really love that uh, what
1: what is Houston shooting? Isn't because Josh is really bad too, right?
0: Yeah, he is. It's it's not it's, it's not thirty percent.
1: Let's say he, he sh- oh wait. he's shooting twenty
0: three point five percent. Oh yeah, but how many attempts? Seventeen attempts. He just never goes. He never goes to the line. I
1: was going to see if you could add up Robertson and Houston's free throw percentage. Oh my god. And not hit Shepard, which I think
0: you can. Well, Josh is doing better than he did in his first two seasons. His first season, he took four <laughs> free throws and missed them all. And last season, he took one and he missed it. <laughs> He's taken 17 free throws in 769 minutes. I can't believe he only played
1: seven games in his first two seasons.
0: Yeah, seven games. He played 86 minutes in two years in the NBA. 86. Mm-hmm. He was a first round pick. that's just <laughs> insanity um yeah, I think if Schumpert could be healthy, i mean that's he would definitely be the guy, and you know and they would probably play him a ton too right um which I don't, it, with the options they have, and I know shumpert has been terrible, but they've got terrible options, <laughs> like like Josh Eustace, I really like. I really like him as a person, and I think that he can be a good NBA player. But I just, I don't know if it's here. I don't, I don't know that he can do that here. And I also don't think the two guard is the best position for him. I think ultimately his best position is backing up Paul, and maybe that's why he's not starting is because they feel like they need that backup for Paul George at the three. And like, who else would it be? I mean, it's- yeah, he seems like a kind of guy who's going to end up
1: on Atlanta yeah next year it,
0: uh, it also would not surprise me if he came back for the minimum here it would not surprise me although if i'm like josh's agent i'm like let's get out of here <laughs> let's go right <laughs> let's go play for the nets let's go play for atlanta um even that like if the jazz wanted to take a chance on josh i could be like yeah heck yeah let's let's get somewhere because he, he could be a system type wing that just plays defense stands there you know learns to shoot better as a standstill three-point shooter and either any of those three options, Brooklyn, Atlanta, Utah, I feel like they would use him correctly or even Boston and Boston doesn't really need him, but just somewhere like that where they have good ball movement and he's a guy that just has to be three and D and that's it. And the thunder for whatever reason have always wanted a guy like that, but I don't feel like they use guys like that very well. Yeah. Uh, True or false, Russ will average a triple-double.
1: Um, I'm going false on that. Okay. Uh, but but, it, it, but it, could it could be true.
0: It could be true.
1: And ju- just the fact that it could be true is insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, although <laughs> looking at his stats, he's only... 0.6 rebounds away
0: right that's why that's why i'm asking because yeah it's a sincere possibility that he averages 25 10 and 10 man and then tom especially- haverstrow would be there to just slam it just to everybody <laughs> this doesn't matter none of this matters nothing matters It's like actually it's pretty cool that I got averages a triple double back to back. I don't care what your stats say about this not mattering, but I don't see a lot of other people getting triple doubles like it's not something that's happening every single night. Like like, I just wish that we could enjoy Russell being spectacular and this being something that is spectacular, but for some reason people (laughs) hate enjoying things you know, though if if Russ has
1: to know that he's only point six away there knows there could be some shenanigans
0: coming up well as we learned monday about steven adams box out numbers like he's got the best guy there for it like if he, right he's adams is going to continue to box out and russ is going to continue to grab rebounds and you know what could help is if mellow played less and patrick patterson played more <laughs> mellow's a better rebounder than too bad is Uh, last one, Paul George will lead this team in scoring for the rest of the season. I hope, uh, so I'll say true. Yeah. I, Paul George has been so much better. I mean, the start of his season was really bad. Uh, he had the uh, forearm tightness to start the season where he was just terrible. Um, but he's been spectacular since then. And he is, for a long time, he was shooting better from three than he was from two. That is not the case now. He's up to almost 45% from the field. Uh, He's been spectacular. And he's averaging 22 points per game, which is still quite a bit under where Russ is. But uh, I I think there's a chance that he does. And, you know, the Thunder may give him the ball more as a, like, hey, we really value you here. And we, we want you to stay and you know we, you can be our number one scoring option. But I, st- I still think the number one scoring option is Russ, but to give him that opportunity, I think would probably be good for the Thunder.
1: And if you look at his splits by, month by month in terms of points, it was yeah. 19.6, 21, 20.7, 23.1, and then in February, 29.6. Right. And it, man, his three-point percentage is pretty amazing. The lowest he shot in a month was 39.8%. <laughs> And in February, he's shooting 47.4%.
0: That is amazing. Offensive rating, 121. Defense, 111. I mean, that's... He's been really impressive. Uh, In those eight games in February, he was unbelievable. And so I think there's a chance that he does average the most points per game. And I think the Thunder could be better for it, too. With a guy that's shooting you know, up above 40%, like not even before like 40, the 47 is insane. And he did it in December too. He right. Was, he was almost 48% from three and 14 games in December. And so like, to me, he's got to, we just got to give him more shots. Like he just has to attempt more threes, like 10, 12. Like that's probably where he needs to be because if he's hitting at that kind of clip, They've got to find him more and give him more opportunities. And so and I, I his, that's uh, a sincere possibility.
1: His his usage hit hit thirty for the first time in February. Also, like,
0: also a great thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Previously, had been around like around twenty five for the rest of the
0: months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think Paul needs more of an opportunity. And there's been definitely times that Russ has tunnel vision in the fourth quarter, and they just flat out i don't i don't know if they're forgetting about him um but they certainly don't go his way and so that's that kind of stuff just can't happen anymore i'd like to thank the press for sponsoring today's show the press is an amazing restaurant near downtown oklahoma city in the plaza district probably in my opinion, the coolest part of town in Oklahoma city. There's other great places there, but the press is one that you need to go to. Uh, You can get, they have a, a chicken fried steak there that is just to die for. They have their Buffalo Mac, which I love. They've got great salads. They have a really good brunch. I had somebody tweet at me that they tried their biscuits and gravy and that they were amazing Really, you can't go wrong with anything on the menu, and it has a wide variety. So if you're taking a big group of people, if you're taking your family, a group of friends, uh, it's going to have something for everyone. So go check out the press today. It's also a good place to go get a drink. They have great cocktails, uh, a really great beer selection. It's a good place to watch a Thunder game. So if you're wanting to go watch Thunder Kings Thursday night, you're excited for the next 23 games of the season, want to start it off right, uh, you can go to the bar at the press and watch the the basketball game so go check out the press today please support the people that support down to dunk and eat at the press let's move on to this week in thunder history
1: okay this week in thunder history i have two because they're both pretty short okay one is uh just a classic, I would say. Just an absolute classic in the genre. Um, and then another one is really dumb. So the first one, the classic. This is from February 21st, 2015. Title of this little note is called Jackson Got What He Wanted. Oh. Oh, you remember this. This yes. is right after we traded Reggie Jackson. That's great. It says here, Durant and Russell Westbrook didn't mince words before or after the trade deadline when discussing the curious case of Reggie Jackson. (laughs) Ain't too many people talking about getting traded, but one person, Westbrook said on Thursday morning, hours before the deadline. We have a chance of winning a championship, and if Reggie's not here, then we move on and we still have a chance to win a championship. Westbrook was then asked how important Jackson is to the Thunder. Oh, he's important, Westbrook said. I mean, he's a big part of our success thus far. But you have to determine if someone don't want to be here, then you can't make him be here. But if he's here, he's got to come out and compete and come out and be ready to play. Said Durant, hey, he got what he wanted. You know, you can't really. Uh, he got what he wanted, <laughs> <laughs> which was just one of my favorite Durant quotes.
0: <laughs> that is like the ultimate Kevin Durant quote. Like looking back, he got yeah. what he wanted. <laughs> oh my gosh, what an idiot. And Russell just being an absolute jerk.
1: God, they hated Reggie. And they I love that they hated him so much. And so many other times on this team, especially with Russell, he would just say like some nondescript quote. Yep. But he like couldn't contain his
0: hate for Reggie Jackson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he he had to let you know.
0: That's so true. Reggie was the worst. He was and he was so bad that season yeah and just detrimental to the locker room uh i remember he said he wasn't healthy or couldn't play in a game and then grabbed a ball after he said that he you know wasn't healthy grabbed a ball and ran down a court and jammed it like yeah dunked it and then walked out to the locker room. And that, like he and was, that was clearly the, very healthy.
1: <laughs> that was the season from hell, where both Westbrook and Durant were out yep. at the beginning, and like we just needed anyone. We oh. just needed bodies, anyone who could play. Those were the days of like Sebastian Telfair and Perry Smith. Jones getting big. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't like Reggie. Yeah, he's the worst. Still don't.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's he's still terrible. Uh, it was really awesome when he threw up on the Pistons bench. I remember <laughs> having a great time with that. Um, okay. This next
1: one is so dumb. All right. This is from February 24th, 2011. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> it says here, the Oklahoma city thunder announcers, Brian Davis and Grant long irritated some viewers with their criticism of former OU standout Blake Griffin during the Thunders' 111-88 to victory over the Los Angeles Clippers on Tuesday night. After Blake hammered home an alley-oop from Baron Davis in the fourth quarter, Long said, I'm almost prone to calling that goaltending. Davis nearly put that in the basket. Long discussed how other centers in the league have made some spectacular dunks and said, As great as those plays look on the highlight reel, winning basketball is played in the half-court situation for the most part. <laughs> one, one reader said in an email... You know, I was a little puzzled by the constant shots the TV commentators took at Blake. For example, they criticized the dunks as something that is superficial. But when a Baca scored a wide open dunk, they cheered, take that, Blake. This one counts. (laughs) (laughs) What in the world?
0: (laughs) I I thought that was so because I could definitely hear
1: them saying
0: that. Oh my Yeah, if you're if some people think that we're homers here on Down to Dunk. Uh if you're looking for the real homers, it's on uh <laughs> Fox Sports. Okay. <laughs> that reminds me of
1: uh in high school, I did the uh basketball announcing for yeah. our high school team. Mm-hmm. And and the best player in like our area was CJ Henry, who was eventually drafted by the Yankees for baseball. Yeah. Um and obviously his younger brother, Xavier Henry. Um, and I remember we were playing them and he shot an air ball and I started doing the air ball thing like <laughs> over the loudspeakers <laughs> and I was supposed to be, you know, obviously like impartial, yeah. but I just couldn't help myself. It was so electric. <laughs> I
0: mean, CJ was really good. CJ was incredible. I played him eighth grade after middle school. I, uh, I got to guard him. He scored 50. <laughs> no no joke he was he would he would step across he would be he'd shoot nba range threes in eighth grade and just all of them in my face um all right we have a game we We have a game we were texting about the name of the game last night what's the official name of the game
1: okay so the name of the game is peas in a podcast okay (laughs) but this is a special edition of peas in a podcast so this is P's in a podcast colon before they were thunder boys okay 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 so how this works is i'm going to give you a fact and then three names and you have to tell me how many of those three names go with the fact now it could be all of them it could be one of them it could be none of them all right so for example i would say played college basketball in california and i might give you paul george russell westbrook josh eustace and you would say all of them all of them, right okay so that's how it works okay right so first fact and readers i mean listeners <laughs> maybe there's readers do you have transcripts of all your pods <laughs> listeners you're welcome to play along uh okay first fact won an ncaa basketball championship okay your three names are kyle singler raymond felton nick collison
0: oh shoot he would ask me college basketball questions um (laughs) nick Carlson, uh raymond felton i'm trying to remember if kyle did i don't mm, i don't think kyle well yeah kyle did so you're saying all three all three
1: that would be incorrect. You got two of three, but Nick Collison never won really an NCAA championship. Yeah, even though he was at Kansas for four years.
0: Those are good teams, Kirk Heinrich and Drew Gooden. Yeah, man, Drew Gooden, Drew Gooden was pretty good, man. He had that weird patch of hair on the back of his neck in the NBA. Should have won an yep. NBA t- or a NCAA title, man. I forgot that they didn't.
1: He 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 went to two Final Fours. Okay um he was also named i was doing all this research he's named the greatest basketball player in iowa of all time oh wow it's pretty cool for him
0: i wonder if that's still true
1: um all right next fact first team all american in college oh man. <laughs> nick collison carmelo anthony raymond felton um everybody but ray ray only nick Oh, really? Carmelo was second team. Raymond was third team. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, Nick Collison was very, very good.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he was. was yeah, he was really good in college. I can't believe Melo didn't. I guess Melo just had the crazy tournament.
1: Yeah, he. I mean, he was the unanimous freshman of the year. Um, yeah. And he was second team, but, yeah. Okay, next fact. Drafted in the top 10. Okay, top 10. Ten. Mm-hmm. Your names are Nick Collison, Raymond Felton, Patrick Patterson. Oh my
0: gosh. Um I'm gonna say just Ray Felton.
1: Correct.
0: Yes. Raymond Felton was the fifth
1: pick in the draft. Patrick Patterson was fourteenth, and Nick Collison was twelfth. All right. Next fact. Played in Liga ACB, the top Spanish basketball league. <laughs> okay your names are kyle singler daniel hamilton alex sabrinas oh alex and kyle that is correct a lot of people forget that in the lockout season kyle singler played uh i think he played for fc barcelona i think i honestly i have no idea if that's right but it sounds right he either played for barcelona or real madrid and i get them mixed up yeah so there (laughs) Alright, so this these the next three are the ones I was very excited about. Okay. Alright, next fact. Top five recruit, top five national recruit coming out of high school. Oh man, okay. 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 Uh, your names are Kyle Singler, Patrick Patterson, Stephen Adams.
0: Just Kyle.
1: Kyle and Stephen Adams. Oh really? I did not know that Stephen, and this is all from Rivals.com, mm-hmm. and I was going through all of them. But, yeah, Stephen Adams was a top five recruit, which I had no idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I did not know that either. Okay, next
1: one. Top 15 recruit coming out of high school. Terrence Ferguson, Dakari Johnson, Daniel Hamilton. All of them. That is correct. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, Terrence Ferguson and Daniel Hamilton were both 14th in their classes, and Dakari was ninth. Oh, wow. It's kind of amazing if you go back on those like old rivals, like almost all of the top 20 in most years are in the NBA, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, that's crazy. I bet Dakari just destroyed people in high school, though. (laughs) Yeah, he was probably a monster. Yeah. All right. Last one. Top 50 recruit coming out of high school.
0: Paul George, Russell Westbrook, P.J. Dozier. Just P.J. Dozier. Dozier. yes (laughs)
1: yes <laughs> just pj dozier he was ranked 47th paul george was 20th in his state and then oh, wow. westbrook wasn't even ranked that's insanity yeah that is so they, def- they definitely miss people yeah <laughs> but yeah. I, I was i was surprised that you know, that trio of like Terrence Ferguson, Dakari Johnson, Daniel Hamilton, because this is all their first year on the team. Just that they had that kind of pedigree. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't know about Daniel Hamilton till
0: this year. Right. But, uh, yeah. And he's okay. Like he's talk about triple doubles, not mattering. He's had a, a lot of triple doubles in the, in the G league this season. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how PJ Dozier will be. I guess they want him to be a point card. Um, which doesn't make any, a lot of sense to me, but I also don't know a ton about his game. Um, but he's, he's big. He's a big boy. Um, let's go to some Twitter questions. We asked for some Twitter questions, um, last night and you guys delivered with a lot more than I thought that we get. Um, first one, this is from at Ben underscore Burke 10. Would you rather fight five Russell Westbrook-sized Stephen Adams, or one Stephen Adams-sized Russell Westbrook? This person acts like there's like this huge difference
1: in in their size. Like they're both human grown adults. Like why would you ever choose
0: the one where it's five people at once? Maybe just because it would be over a lot faster. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> like, I don't want to fight one person the same size as me like, right yeah like I don't I don't get in physical alter- altercations um, although the- although I've been are- I've been doing CrossFit and I may be more fit to fight somebody now than maybe I ever have have you really <laughs> I have. yeah are you getting ripped try- uh, I don't I don't know I don't know <laughs>
1: Now, when you do CrossFit, is that a thing you like? Go to a class for?
0: Yes. Oh, okay. You get up at freaking five o'clock in the morning, and then just torture for about an hour. Yeah. Do you have uh, like CrossFit buddies? Oh. <laughs> like yeah. are you are you in the culture? Uh, I mean, I'm not in the culture, but there's this old dude that <laughs> that I get paired with a lot because we join the class at the same time. <laughs> so he's your best friend now but he's he like came into the class like super ripped like this he's like a super ripped old dude like way strong oh so he's just showing off <laughs> yeah it's it's a it's a very odd experience for me um dude i'm, I'm getting so fat <laughs> i look like
1: uh like kermit the frog If if you like really go and look like at the of the Frog puppet. Yeah. Because his arms and legs are really skinny. And then it's just all this central area. It's, just, it's just all torso. It's getting bad.
0: <laughs> I got to do something. Well, I I thought that maybe I'd lose a little bit of weight doing cross. This is too deep on my CrossFit. I thought no. I'd lose a little Fuck. bit of weight. But I have I weigh more now than I've ever weighed. Oh, because you're gaining all that muscle. I know. Everybody's like, well, muscle weighs more than fat. I'm like, I guess it does. I don't know. I'm I don't know um this is from at Allen underscore miller 12 favorite winter olympic sport
1: um I like uh oh well so uh, like my my real answer is probably um bobsled yeah which has which has more to do with uh cool runnings which was on tv last weekend and is r- still a really good movie Um, But I really like ski jumping. Oh, yeah. And if there's a video on YouTube, uh, it's like nine minutes long. And it's about this ski jumping competition, like back in like the 80s. And I think it took place in Austria. And it is the scariest video I've ever seen because the winds were really bad that day. Oh, my gosh. I bet. (laughs) And you like you see these crashes and you don't know like what happened to these people and the announcers over the nine minutes, like start questioning the actual existence of the sport. Like at some point they're like, what are we even doing here? Like, what, what is this? But then the next guy will do really good and they'll go right back to, Oh, what an amazing job. It's like a really dark, funny video.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Uh, I, I, i got i've gotten into curling i think it's really fun i feel i feel really bad because i've watched probably more winter olympics than i thought i would and i really enjoyed almost all of it and we were at a party a couple weeks ago and this girl was like hey are you excited about the winter olympics i was like no like not excited at all and (laughs) it was just like a conversation killer um but like oh i kind of like it like it's it's fun most of it's fun i also like skeleton where they go oh, down yeah. face, oh, yeah. face first. Yes, uh, that is very fun. Uh, let's see. This is from at the Sternlicht the underscore Sternlicht. How much of a of the fact Russ and KD are on speaking terms is that the Thunder have destroyed Golden State twice? <laughs> <laughs> I think it has much
1: more to do with the fact that now they've been paired up two years in a row. And like eventually you just have to be like, oh, this is, oh, we have to talk. Otherwise, I can't do this. It would be so awkward if I just ignore you again.
0: Right. It's, it's really funny that fans of really any professional sport like want their players to be as immature as possible when it comes to everything <laughs> right like people love like in Im- like the immature things that people do on the court like if you're a, f- a fan of golden state like you love everything that draymond green does and the fact is that he just shows a massive lack of maturity on and off the court <laughs> and like the- and people love it that's like what people eat up russell westbrook like relationally completely immature like he's he's not nice to any of the media he's you know gives the cold shoulder to Durant and, you know, he's just completely immature about it all. And we just love it and eat it up. And I just, there's like no other portion of life where we would want to encourage people to be immature. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: true. Because most of us in this same situation, like would probably just be really nice. Yeah. And that, and that's probably the reason, because it's like, well, I'm a millionaire, I'm playing basketball, like, oh, this right. is great. Right. That's what it seems like in my head. Of course, that's probably the reason why like none of us are playing <laughs> basketball, obviously.
0: There's, I mean, a, there's a long list of reasons why.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. That's one of them though. Because like obviously, like whatever is in Russ's psyche is what like drove him to this point. Yeah. I mean, we just talked about how he wasn't even like a top fifty recruit coming out of high school. Like whatever that is is what got him here. Yeah. Plus his like freakish athleticism and everything else. <laughs>
0: right uh all right next question is from chathamus 33 and there's i know there's still a lot of time before free agency and a lot can happen but what did you take from paul george's comments over all star weekend it sounded like he truly appreciates russ okc and russ and he's saying that over and over um and he's saying well hold on sorry it sounded like he was truly he truly appreciates okc and russ saying that's over with my heart is slowly becoming more unguarded So, just thoughts on Paul George staying. Like, does Uh, anything he says sway you one way or another?
1: No, I mean, obviously, it's, like, everything you want to hear. Um, But, like, if you go to Lakers forums, like, they feel the same way about how he, like, responded to people saying, we want Paul, we want Paul.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, like, saying how, like, oh, it's so nice to be, like, wanted and stuff like that. Right. So... Like I I feel like you could make the case either way. That's why I'm not getting like too excited. But there there's been nothing bad so far. He hasn't said anything that I've like been really worried about.
0: Yeah, he he's just going to say nice things. Like and that's if I've discovered anything about Paul George this season, it's that he says a lot of nice things. Is They're, that he fishes. Yeah, he's he's a fisherman <laughs> and he says nice things. And those are the two things that I've learned about him. Cuz if like you ask him a question about the Lakers or Oklahoma city or Russell or mellow or anything like that. He's just going to say nice things. Like that's what he does. He's a nice guy. He's thoughtful. Uh, but he's also like the most agreeable person I've maybe ever been around. Like he will agree to just about anything that you say. He's like, Hey, do you think that whatever? And he'll say, yeah, his answer will be these three words. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Like those would be his three, <laughs> the three words that he says after anything that you're asking that could be yes or no. It will be yeah, yeah, absolutely. uh, uh 33 also asks, which is better breakfast, donuts or cereal? Cereal,
1: more variety in uh, textures.
0: Yeah. And if you're talking like a, an everyday breakfast, you have to go cereal. Like you can't, I mean, you can't do donuts every day
1: yeah um, i guess I, you
0: could but i mean i don't i just i could not do donuts every day what's your favorite cereal uh cinnamon toast Crunch is the uh, yeah that's yeah, yeah. the apex that's the best i would probably
1: agree with that i grew up in a, a household where we only had crispix <laughs> this uh is true. I can... <laughs> wheaties and rice krispies which was probably healthier than eating you know like the really sugary ones but so I I have a soft spot for crispix.
0: Crispix are good. They're, st- they're not bad. Yeah. They're not they're bad. They're better
1: than uh they're better than like the
0: rice checks, I would say. Going over to your house was always a really it was always such a different experience growing up because like you guys <laughs> didn't have cable. I don't Did you have video game system when we were like really little?
1: No, my parents didn't let me get video games
0: until I could pay for it. Yes. yeah i couldn't remember i was thinking about that yesterday
1: (laughs) and then i i made my very first video game purchase the dreamcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was really really smart
0: (laughs) yeah uh that's really funny uh was your mom is your mom a big aldi shopper is that is that true no no i've
1: never been to aldi
0: never
1: no dude never never will dude you should
0: it's the freaking best
1: there's too many good, uh, like when I go home now, there's so many nice grocery stores. Yeah. Like between, is that one, that new one called Uptown Market? Is that what it's called? Or Uptown, uh, Uptown Grocery? Uptown Grocery, yeah. Yeah,
0: Uptown yeah. is great.
1: That's super nice. And obviously I like Sprouts and then you have Whole Foods and they just need to get one downtown. That, have you ever been to the homeland that's like on Classen? Yep.
0: Yeah, it's it's terrifying. They like pat you down as you walk in.
1: And the lighting is like. It's it feels like you're in sepia tone the whole time. It's just like it's this weird lighting to cover up all the disgusting things that you can't see. I just can't believe that that's the closest grocery store to downtown.
0: Oh, it's it's the absolute worst. It's um, terrible. This is from at Trust the Void. Should rookie of the year be given to, you know, an actual rookie versus yet another Sixers red shirt? HATER! <laughs> HATER <laughs> No, I'm still going with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is freaking
1: amazing. I think the Donovan Mitchell thing is awesome. Obviously should have been taken higher. Obviously if he gets into if he gets the Jazz into the playoffs and continues on this, I can definitely see him winning and he might win regardless. Yeah. But I just think people need to like go back and like start from like square one and actually like look at Ben Simmons. 'Cause I, I feel like he's getting just missed this year what he's doing.
0: Yeah, it's because it's because of the shooting and the scoring, right?
1: Right. Yeah, and obviously and and doing the dunk contest is a huge boon for Donovan because yeah. that just introduced him to even more people.
0: But yeah, I really like Ben Simmons. Uh, here's my take. They're both awesome. And, no. And who cares who wins it? Um, he's one. Coward. <laughs> well, I just, I guess I'm on the side of that the rookie of the year doesn't really matter all that much because uh, Tyreek Evans and Michael Carter Williams have won that award before.
1: Hey, Tyreek Evans almost got a first round pick this year at the trade deadline, so.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's very valuable. Yeah, um, almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and Donovan Mitchell did not start the season well and has had more definitely had more games at the start of the season where he didn't do all that much, but like down this stretch, he's been amazing. He's been 20 points plus the last four games heading into the All-Star break. Like, he's he's really, really good. They're both amazing. And Ben Simmons is he's just so unique as a player and he's been good on defense and he's an, an incredible passer and plays well in transition. And if he could ever learn to shoot it, like he's a, a superstar. But which um which team do you think
1: like uh m- m- would w- would hate themselves the most for passing up donovan mitchell or who does hate themselves the most
0: uh the, you, the pistons have, yeah who'd they take they took um white guy from duke what's his name oh uh
1: not kyle singler
0: <laughs> no not kyle singler
1: uh, <laughs> What if they did redraft him? Uh, <laughs> we just what want, is
0: that guy? <laughs> we just want to take Goslinger. I don't know. I'm looking at his face, and it's kind of annoying me. And his name is Luke Kennard.
1: Yeah, Luke Kennard.
0: Because um, the, the
1: other one that's interesting would have been the Nuggets, which I get why they thought they didn't need him.
0: Right. Well, they traded him, basically. They traded right. him, to him for Trey Lyle or Trey Lyles for him.
1: Yeah, but man, he would be. I think he would have worked on that team. Like basically you're set in the backcourt. Now you would have like Gary Harris, Donovan Mitchell. And, uh, what's her point guard's name? We're
0: doing real good. Jamal Murray. <laughs> Jamal Murray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They'd be like set at their guard positions. Yeah. They, they would be very, very good. And you could, that would allow you to attach like Will Barton to Kenneth for Reed or somebody and like actually get rid of some of these guys that you just don't really need on your roster anymore. Or uh, the Knicks. He would have been great on the Knicks. Oh man. He in New York, like they, if you had him and Porzingis moving forward, mm. that would, that would mm. be amazing. I mean, really all the teams. And I talked about this with McKelly on Monday, but if you, if he was a Laker, like there would be, an entire cable channel devoted to Donovan Mitchell being on the Lakers and just people talking about it for 24 hours a day. Like people would just be going nuts. If, and if Lon- if Lonzo was this good, if Lonzo did these kind of things, like people would be losing their mind. Yeah.
1: Hey, speaking of Lonzo, uh, like once a week I'll go on to, I, I have Apple music and I'll go check out like what new albums came out, you know, and I'll, I'll, will screen a few of them, see if there's anything I like. Yeah. I, I totally missed that Lonzo released a rap album in the middle of his rookie season. What? Like, there's a full length rap album of Lonzo on Apple.
0: What? Have you listened to it?
1: Yeah, I started listening to it because I was like, "What is this? What is it? What is it like?" Um, it's like Atlanta trap style. So he kind of he's rapping like Migos. Oh. Um
0: that just sounds terrible to me.
1: I will say it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be.
0: Better or um, worse than Kobe Bryant rapping?
1: I would say better than Kobe Bryant.
0: Better or worse yeah. than Shaq rapping?
1: Ooh, well, Shaq was such a classic. Do you want me to pass it?
0: <laughs> no, so you want me to shoot it first. Do you want me to pass
1: oh, it? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. How many of his albums did you own? Uh, two. Okay, it's called uh, Born to Ball, is the name of the album. Uh, Lavar is on the cover with uh, Baby Lonzo. Oh. And, and he's going by the name Zoe. Oh. Um, but yeah, check it out. Go see what you think. It's 17 tracks long. The last song is called Lavar. No. Another song is called BBB. No. No. <laughs> it's all like i feel like you're making all this up no this is true and i just think it's so weird like if this i I just don't i I felt like i missed it on my on twitter or something like i thought more people would be talking about this because how crazy is it that this rookie who like everyone is talking about how all this stuff around him is so distracting
0: (laughs) and like he's not even playing right now and then he just releases a rap album i haven't heard a peep about this and it's not like I i'm know. looking for alonzo ball stuff but you'd think that it would just be in my face anyways you gotta go check it out <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh thank you guys We're, we don't have time to get to all the questions but we appreciate you guys asking them uh alex thanks for coming on the show today you got to follow alex on twitter at al Baby Cakes. Follow us on Twitter at Down to Dunk. You guys are so good at leaving five-star iTunes reviews. We've gotten several more since Monday. Uh, please keep doing that. It means a lot to us. I know there's a lot of you that still haven't done that. Uh, if you have time, leave us a note. If not, just click the five stars. Move on with your day. It's something that's helpful for us uh, and easy for you guys to do. Something easy to do to support us. Uh, also support our sponsors, Eat at the Press contact homeboy okay grady carter he'll hook you up um in the home buying department uh we will talk to you guys again on friday and we've got thunder basketball coming at you again tomorrow night